All right. Um, who's better, DeAndre Ayton or Bam Adebayo? If you had to choose one of these centers, who would you say is the better basketball player? Bam. Why Why are you going with Bam as opposed to DeAndre Ayton? <laughs> Game is more modern. Play point center some, pass the ball, score when you need to. Also a way better defender and can guard basically one through five on the basketball court. It's, it's bound with no doubt in my mind. No no questions asked, really. No questions asked. Okay, so I'll, I'll say this. I think Bam is definitely more versatile. You know, I think he's able to do more. But I think um, if I had to choose one, DeAndre is a better player. I think upside, overall potential. I mean, they're, they're both young. I think it's, again, one of those situations where, um, you know, if you get one of them on your team to kind of build around, it's not a bad thing. But um, I think what it is as well is, like, with DeAndre playing with two other Hall of Fame guards, you know, the attention isn't as high on him. Um, I mean, Bam is the second best player on a team that's on the verge of, you know, possibly going to the finals. I, I mean... That's not necessarily uh, true because someone can argue Tyler Hero is better than Bam. Really? Mm. And... Yeah, you, he's, you, he's our best shot creator on their team. You think that's accurate? He's going. You think that's accurate? I don't think it's accurate, but I'm just saying it's just kind of like one could argue like that whole second and third option kind of switches for the Miami Heat. But Miami's not a, a team where like they really have like true one, two, and three options really because their offense and the way they kind of go about their business is kind of like whoever has it going has it going. It don't matter if it's Jimmy Butler, it don't matter if it's Kyle Lowry, it don't matter if it's Max, it don't matter if it's Victor Oladipo, like it just depends on like who who has it going really. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good that's a good thing for them, you know, to have like a balanced attack, if you will. You know, I know a lot of people always talk about, oh, you need a superstar to win. Well, at the same time, if you have a team where the opponent doesn't really know who's going to go off tonight, I think that actually helps. Um, but even like you know, we talk about Bam. He's a guy that can set up literally all of those guys. You know, being a point center, you don't see that every day. A guy that can. Um, do a little bit of everything, right, on the offensive end. At the same time, guard, like you said, one through five on the defensive end. I know he missed some games this year and stuff like that, but... Um, he's. I don't think, and that's a, another problem, like he can play the point center role, but I think he's a hybrid big. Like he played power forward, center position, but it's just like he's not really a true, true center. Like I think that he might be, he probably need like another, it would benefit for having a guy like uh, Mitchell Robertson playing the center and then moving Bam to the power forward position or... You know, like a Robert Williams. Of course, I'm not going to get Robert Williams, but like something of that type of caliber that will make him be able to play the four, make him play, you know, DHOs better. Just just a lot of different things. It will open up their offense more if he had, was playing a power four role strictly and not having to be like their, you know, center. Yeah. Well, shit. Center. Well, shit. I was getting ready to ask. I mean, I asked, you know, who's better, DeAndre or Bam, but maybe, you know, if they were teammates, you know, what I mean, you're talking about they might need another another five on their team. I like, I like, um, I would say this, fortunately for Bam and for both of them, we're not at a point in time of the NBA where the center position is truly dominating, right? Like it's not really, you know, like yeah. the 90s and it's not like there's a bunch of bigs going around give you, you know, 30 and 15 or whatever. Um, it's it's a guard and, and wing heavy league. Um, as a matter of fact, you can make the case that those two guys, DeAndre and Bam, are near, I would say, the top. You know, and obviously we talk about, um, you know, Jokic and B, but I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, it it, it ain't. Yeah, you know, they're, they're top five easily. Yeah, yeah but I say nine. after like what six or seven, it starts to get, you know, 
Yeah, after so after, Joe, after after Joe and B and Nicole Yoke is just pick your poison based on the center position. Like Well, I mean, even after those two, I mean you got those those two, right? Jokic and B, you got DeAndre, yeah. you got Bam, you got Rudy, there's five. That's what I'm saying. It's not it gets, <laughs> gets nasty. It's Crickets, not really yeah. it gets it gets nasty. But I don't I mean, for his upside, he's a potential. DeAndre Aiden, his game would be better suited if he was playing at a different era. Like Early two thousands, nineties, and stuff like that. Well rounded, kind of a traditional big. Can you know take you outside 15, 15 feet? Also can like really you know he hit a three occasionally, but I think he would benefit for a, a system that kind of plays a more. I'm not gonna say because the Phoenix Suns play a pretty good offensive system, pass friendly, but I just feel like like the Spurs. I think the Spurs would truly unlock DeAndre Aiden's talent and potential. Like I think he would be the perfect fit for. The Spurs system, and they're they're used to having like those traditional bigs and and kind of like letting those bigs be the number one option on their team. I think they would open up a lot of like potential, untapped potential, if he went to the team like the Spurs. I mean, you can make that case with Bam as well. I mean, you talk about a pass first, pass heavy team. I mean, just the idea of like, you know, just imagine if a guy who's that great at passing and, and feeding his teammates, you know, like Bam was in San Antonio. Yeah, but I, I would say more so DeAndre Aiden because his game is more well-rounded and he's more of a can get more buckets. Like he's can score the ball a little better than Bam. I think for Bam's case, it's just like yes, passing, defense, scoring here and there. But it's just kind of like I think Miami's the perfect fit really for Bam. I just think it's like he has to be more aggressive. I think going forward, and he's only twenty-three years old, so like. A lot of untapped potential. But when he's aggressive, he looks like a, a baby KG. When he's not aggressive, he looks like a guy that's, you know, possibly a third or fourth option on a championship caliber team where he really should be striving for at least being a, a a solidified number two where we have no doubts in our mind that, yo, Bam's the number two option on a championship caliber team. I'm not going to let you slide by you sent by him uh, being baby KG. But I will say this, though. If he can continue to develop, especially – with the current roster that Miami has, where there's not like a lot of pressure for him to go out and give you 25 a night, you know what I'm saying, and do all that. I think we may be talking about possibly you no know, multiple championships. And the way that team is constructed, right? I don't see a lot of egos and shit like that. But I mean, you know, I'm I but like this. To your point, I think with the 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 team and situation that Bam is in in a way that's allowed him to thrive. Even though, you know, you mentioned that they, you know, could use a center. Um, I still think even with the position that he's in, you know, it's, it's obviously working out well. But um, do you play this? Do you feel that either of them are like system players? No, like, I mean, no, not not really. I think, uh, no, not really. I think, like I said, you said, you're not going to let me slide with that baby KG. When Bam is aggressive, yes. athleticism, length, Defensive capability, mid-range, Bam has all that. It's just a matter of motor and aggression. That's what Kevin Garnett had for his entire career. So me saying, like, when he's aggressive, he can be something similar, be like a, a disciple of KG. I think that's that's right on the nose, especially if you look at how Kevin Garnett played his entire career. No. No. <laughs> I get it. I get what I mean, like if he if he if Bam like flips the switch and be, becomes more aggressive. 
it'll work out well for him. But I'm trying to think of another player not named Kevin Garnett that it could be. Kevin Garnett was, you know, yeah, Kevin Garnett first was ballot phenomenal. MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, true. That, that's, but but Bam has he has the tools. It's not like he doesn't have like all those things that I mentioned that Kevin Garnett was great in skill set, length, athleticism. Like we like Bam has it all. Like he can already can guard one through five in the basketball court. Extremely athletic. He's arguably probably the, the most athletic big man out there. So it's just kind of like, it's not like I'm saying, even passing, like he's a better passer than Kevin Garnett. I think mid-range is where he needs to continue to develop and stuff like that because, you know, Kevin Garnett was money on the, from the second level on the basketball court. But it's all about aggression. It's all about like motors, all about like going out there and doing it every night and being consistent. Like it's not as, as far off as you think. You, just because it's Kevin Garnett I'm not saying he can be a what Kevin Garnett was, but a baby Kevin Garnett. If you if you tell me that Bam can't average 25 and in 12 some sometime that is, in his that, career, that's not first of all. That's not. First of that's, all, not that's not. That's not. You I'm know, challenging is to average 25 and 12. I think that's. And He's again, averaged I, 16. He averaged 17 and 10 and went to the All Star game is one that, year. Is that 25 and 12 though? You're, you're saying He's it like 23 that's, years old. Okay. He's 23 years old. Yes. I, look, I hope he gets it. <laughs> He's I, 23 I years old. His brother, but 25 and 12 is very challenging to do, especially consistent, consistently. And we're not just saying like one year. Is, 25 and 12? Come on now. What, I, I, what, I, I, but, but look, what you also have to look at team dynamic. Kevin Garnett was playing with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he was a number one option through and through. So it's just like we... Bam is in a situation where he's on a better team early on in his career. So that factors a whole lot of things. That's why I always talk about young guys coming in and they get drafted. Yo, go get your stats. If Bam was playing at OKC, he'd probably be averaging like 22 and 10 right now. Easy. If he was playing in Orlando, he'd be averaging 22 and 10 right now. And then those comparisons that I'm saying, if you look at like skill set, athleticism, lift, no, mid-range capability, no. and people would be like, oh, that, yeah, like it's serious. So it's just like, Team situations matter. Even people can say the same thing about DeAndre Aiden. If he was on a, a different team where he was clear-cut favor and they were running the offense through him more and more, his numbers would be better. So untapped potential? I'm all is, for is saying that these players would be better if they were in on a different team, right? You say it all the time. Team situation does matter. I agree. If Bam was a little bit more aggressive, cool. If he was on a different team, cool. I would be fine with that. But you mentioned someone as talented and as skilled. You can make the case, like we argued about this before with Tracy, this idea of like being one of the best one-on-one players six, nine and up. I don't see Bam entering that conversation. Now, even if we were just talking about the defensive side of the floor, all right, you know, cool. But I think to reach that level, if we're going to talk about KG, that's that's a different type of like, okay, it, it, it might even be more than just mode because as much as that's the number one thing that people always talk about with KG, his passion, his heart, his energy, he was also very, 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 very good, right? And Bam is good, but I think there's levels. Like, if you want to talk about KG and Anthony Davis, okay, you know, the skill is there, but that's because you, that's KG was Anthony, not— That's because you've you seen Anthony Davis do it longer. Like, Bam is, is not—Bam is 23 years old. We've seen Anthony Davis been in the league eight years. So, of course, you can look and say, okay, well, Anthony Davis compared to Kevin Garnett. I mean, of course, but when a guy came into a situation where it wasn't— Clear cut, he's the number one option compared to those other two. Then, of course, their stats, and of course, maybe that may seem far off. But if you break things down for early on in their career, skill set, athleticism, lift, ability to guard one through five, Bam fits that mold. 
So uh, okay. that's a tough... Okay, fine. How about, how about this? He may check off all the boxes, right, the same way KG does, but the level at which he's able to, to check off each box is different, if that makes sense. So, like, if, if he's... Let's say, you know, he's able to guard one through five. All right, okay, cool. So could KG, but who could do it better, right? So let's say Bam could score... Uh, 20 points in a game, so could KG. But who's more likely to do that? You know, so I, I, you know, I think, and again, to your point, he's still young. I just heard KG and then just immediately thought, I don't know. I, I, you know, I know uh, DeAndre early on in his career, I don't think he's getting it now, but early on in DeAndre's career, he got compared to like David Robinson, right? This idea of being a, a, a big, a strong, agile, athletic, big that could run the floor. Um, you know, if the motor is there, look out. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that, that's the thing too about comparing like, uh, what was it, 90s and into 2000 players to players of this era and how things have changed a little bit. You know, nowadays we got guys that you know, are handling the ball a little bit more um, versus back then guys were like, you know, way more in the post. And I think DeAndre is, of course, but like, you know, we, we talking about scoring titles with David Robinson. You know, with, with KG, we talking about MVPs. I think there's, there's certain... You know, there's levels. There's there's just uh, levels here. First five years in the league, Bam's averaging he, he's averaging um this year nineteen and ten shot fifty five percent for the field. Kevin Garnett fifth season in the league was averaging twenty two, and like nine. So, one was clearly the cut first option on the team in Minnesota, playing more minutes. So okay. that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not like I'm, what I'm saying is really, really crazy. When you really dissect and look at it, I'm not saying that like he's gonna go out and have a career and be a first ballot Hall of Fame kept like Kevin Gardner. I'm not saying that. But to sit up and say like, yo, when you look at skill set, we look at everything in a talent perspective, and when he's aggressive, he can be a baby Kevin Garnett. I, I that's not really that's not really or that's his un, that can be his ultimate potential. I'm not really. That's, that's I think that's 100% easy. You know what? Especially if you look at their, their early on their careers, first five years, Kevin Garnett's fifth year, he's averaging 22 points. Bam's averaging 19 points. I'm not even a, a stats guy, but it's just like one was playing clearly the number one option on the team. And Bam, like I said, a legitimate argument can be made. Like, is he the second best, second option or the third option with this Miami Heat roster? Now, it doesn't matter with Miami. But I'm just saying, it's just like that's those are arguments and those are like questions that we both can literally have. Like, is Bam a number two? Is he a number three? Uh, I don't know this and that. But it's no argument on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kevin Garnett was the go-to guy. You know, it's funny too. A lot of people have that conversation. Well, so and so is the best player on his team. He's the number one option, so that's why the numbers are changed. But to be honest with you, you can actually argue the exact opposite. If another player, right, was. If, if a current player right now is a third option or the second option, whatever, and they're playing well, who's to say they'll be doing that if they were the number one option? Even though we talk about opportunities and getting shots Minnesota up, wasn't great. They weren't I, great. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about winning just yet. I'm just talking about in general. Because we all, I think we all can agree some guys are better when they're the, the second or third option. That, that yeah, That's just course. a fact. So of course. I understand the point of, you know, Bam is averaging, you know, um, decent numbers, even though he's not a number one option. So we might say, well, what if he was a number one option? He might be having even better numbers. Well, at the same time, you can make the case that he would have worse numbers. Now, I'm not, I don't, the, I don't think that he same, would. 
But no, I'm I don't just think saying, he would either. I know he wouldn't because like it was the same thing with Devin Booker. Like people talked about the same thing with Devin Booker. Talent is talent at the end of the day. What you watch is just like you put a, a great team around players if they're extremely talented and they're putting up and they're producing numbers, they're going to be even better when they have a, a right team around them. We saw that with Kevin Garnett. So the same thing probably would happen with Bam. Like Bam probably would be averaging more numbers, but if you put a team around him, regardless if he has to be the first, second, or third option, I'm pretty sure based on what we're seeing now at least like, yo, he probably would be fine because the talent is there with Bam. It's just the motor. It's just like the aggression. It's just like the consistency. And one will argue, like, sometimes when you get drafted in a situation where immediately you get the reins, like, Bam was behind Hassan Whiteside for a couple of years because they paid on that max deal. So it's just like a legitimate argument can be made, like I always say. Sometimes it's beneficial for rookies to go into a situation where it's like your team is horrible. So you can be on the court, so you can get the minutes, so you can get the stats, so you can get the numbers, so you can get the confidence early on in your career instead of waiting in line if you're getting drafted by a great team. So it's pros and cons to both. Like Jalen Green, it's better Jalen Green has got drafted by the Houston Rockets than got drafted, let's say, by a team like the San Antonio Spurs where they got it's a guard-heavy system. They got plenty of guards down there, and he's probably not going to play. And he's probably going to have to sit on the bench and develop. Or like the Golden State Warriors. Like... That's yeah. that's that's true. And I remember you saying that about uh, OKC. Like some teams yeah. should be happy should be happy to go uh, get drafted by the you OKC. Should. I, I don't know about you know that uh, <laughs> go to <laughs> that city specifically, but I, I get the vibe. No, you want to get, get, get the, yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 way, no. I'm good. I'm the, good. The, you want to get drafted to play? You what, get the, yeah, say that. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if OKC is the very first. You know, at the top of my. Uh, List when it comes to cities. There's what nah. 28, 28, what twenty eight other. Uh, give me, you know, cities I, I could, give me, you know, get active with. Give me, give me to Orlando. Give me to like to go to say wars. It's just like damn, like. But early, but, like, it, it, John, well, it depends though. Like yeah, all right. So that's it too. Would you rather go if you're a rookie right now, right? Let's say you know what, let's let's say you're, let's say you're JG, right? Let's let's say you're Jalen Green. No, actually, let's you know what, let's let's say you're Chet. Right, this this draft, literally right now, right? Yeah. And you got the opportunity right now. And if you could choose, would you rather go to the Warriors or the worst team in the league? I won't say a name. We're going to the worst team in the league. That's so tough. <laughs> go to the worst team in the league. Really? Yeah. Cause it's not like you're gonna be a when when they talk about Man. oh the Warriors won when the Warriors won a championship, they ain't talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ain't talking about you contributing. Yeah, you was on the team clapping up, getting on head and water bottles and shit. But hey, they talking about they not talking they, about you contributing. Hey, they can say you, whatever what they want, but just know yeah, yeah, your yeah. boy got a ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they say that. Yeah, yeah. They said you was on the team. <laughs> you you wasn't a fan. You wasn't you wasn't a contribute contributing to that party of success. Like, let's be real here now. Like, hey, I'm nineteen. Moses, if I'm nineteen years old and I got an NBA championship ring, can't nobody tell me shit. That's, That's all I'm saying. That's, That's all fine. I'm saying. That's fine. But if you playing six, seven, eight minutes a game and nobody knows your name and you going into a club and they still going to Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond <laughs> Green, Clay Thompson. Who that guy in the back? Was he the second overall draft pick? <laughs> like, right, there no. was a, you know, no, who was an early, uh, early draft pick that ended up winning um, NBA title very early on in his career. I think his name is, uh, oh yeah, Tim Duncan. So it happens. Some you know some sometimes 
You get lucky Tim, enough. Tim Duncan was 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 in the starting lineup. Factor in ten minutes. What contributed to that party? I said check. I mean check. Okay, I mean checking checking check. Let me say something. He might play behind Draymond, but I'm just saying, if James Wiseman is injured, check gonna get drafted. He may not even be ready with OKC, bro. That's like for real. He may not even be ready with OKC. That's Meaning, it. like, it's not a guarantee he get drafted by OKC, and I keep saying OKC because I just feel like, yo, Why the OKC, is, towards, yeah, like, OKC is getting them. OKC is getting. He's he's going to OKC. I'm like, I know that who has the number Orlando has the number one pick. I'm pretty OKC, and they just fit. Check, they they just fit each other. Like Josh Giddy, they already tweeted and stuff like that. You know, uh, trust me, <laughs> he's going to OKC. But like I'm saying though, like he's not even a a guarantee to go to OKC and start thirty the thirty to thirty five minutes off the bat, bro. There's a lot of things like he's talented, he's super talented, but it's like there's a lot of things that some question marks on his game. So it's just like that's what I'm saying. Like okay, so he definitely ain't playing and go to say well, like he'll play, but it's just like Jonathan Kamiga, he plays sometimes, but he ain't playing as much as he could in OKC, and he's a stud. But if that boy get a ring, you th- I don't yeah. think he's gonna be tweaking. Yeah, he he he, he, gonna, he, gonna, he can get a ring, bro. He can get a ring, but like I said, getting a ring and then not really getting to start your career until year three and four is is, is hard. It's hard sometimes. All right, it's so hard like, sometimes. There, there's a reason why I actually so like the Warriors in the worst team in the league because it's almost like do you take the guaranteed ring or do you try and you know develop if you will get the, get the opportunities? And I didn't want to mention someone in the middle of the pack. You know, I didn't want to mention of course, uh, no. being an AC because we know that's the worst thing you can possibly do um, in this league. But I mean, I personally would go with the ring because as much, look, here's another thing too. You talk about opportunity, which I agree. Experience is the best teacher, right? In anything in life, right? But at the same time, if you go to a championship team, that means you're surrounded by winners. You know what I'm saying? That means you're surrounded by guys that have done it before. That locker room presence, that veteran leadership, that's real. And again, I get it from an X and O standpoint. You got to be out there on the floor. But at the same time, something tells me that you playing with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green in a Hall, in a Hall of Fame team like that, you're going to get a little better, right? You, you, you're going you, you to get upgraded some way, somehow, versus you going to a bunch of guys that, hell, the, the oldest guy on the team is, what, 23? Like, yeah, you, you're going that, to you're gonna, you're gonna get better in training camp where you really practice. But in the regular season, when they don't practice... When they just really just walk through, <laughs> walking just vi- through, just vibe, just, <laughs> just vibe. walking through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get better like training camp, preseason, but the regular season go. These guys ain't practicing. Like if you don't know, that's they not practicing. That's the one thing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Like uh, Hardy oh, came out and gosh. said he can't. Phil Hardy came out and said like we practice. Like we wasn't really like we didn't. Those guys didn't practice. Like. When you get in a regular season and, and you ain't really practicing because there's so many games you're trying to like manage your body and stuff like that. There's a lot of walkthroughs, you know? That's why people talk about like James Hardman saying like, yo, you know, I haven't got my body right in two years. Like he's ready, he's ready to get to the offseason, get his body right to really train, to really develop, to get really going to the season like, yo, in shape or whatever that case may be. So that that's what I'm saying. Like the regular season, they, these guys got to play. You got to travel. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things like that, but look, I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm all about the stats and I'm all about the money because like we looking at you. you we just talked about DeAndre and there's a reason why people talking about now, like the Phoenix Suns are questionable about giving him a max contract and he may go somewhere else and stuff like that. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous because if if you let him walk, you shouldn't let him walk for free. But it's just like 
what are you going to do? Like, who are you going to swap out for DeAndre Aiden? Like, he's 23 years old. Like, what's the... Uh, people are saying, like, oh, the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, the Atlanta Hawks. Well, Atlanta Hawks, you, you trade DeAndre Aiden for Clint Capella. I mean, yeah, you get Clint Capella, you know, rim protect, you know, catch lives and stuff like that. Chris Paul is about to be 38 years old. That's like... I don't know. That I wouldn't really like because a a duel what's more scary when Chris Paul retires? A duel of Devin Booker and Clint Capella or a duel of Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, a guy that has a well rounded game. So it's just like they need to get out their feelings and just pay the boy. But like I'm just saying, as soon as the Phoenix Suns became really good, DeAndre Aiden is, you know, his numbers had to dip. Like they had to play a team friendly game and this and that. It's not about the numbers and stuff like that. Just for them not to pay him. Last offseason. Now he's going through the same situation. May not get paid the max by the Suns this offseason. So it's just like, say that, but. I mean, tough. hey, but I mean, you know, had he got his ring, you know, with the Suns, had they, you know, beat the Bucks in the finals, he would have been sitting in a very comfortable situation. You got the ring. So now the loyalty definitely is out the window. Like whether you want to stay with Phoenix or not, hey, I got my ring. Somebody's going to pay me now. Uh, it should like, be no loyalty. Yeah. It should be no loyalty. Get your money, get your stats. Well, all I, the loyalty well, stuff. Right, I agree that people preach that loyalty stuff until money is time to talk money. Of Trust course, me. of it's course. All, it's always about being loyal. You should be loyal. You should do this and that. And like, yo, we we believe you, and we want you to do this. We want you to be with us and play on our team and stuff like that. They do that in life too, not just in the NBA. Life. Oh, you're very you you, you contribute to the success of this company. Until it's time to talk money. Tim Thomas actually had a real conversation and not feel like, oh, I don't want to be taken advantage of. What can you do? Oh, well, this and that. Like, no. Like, F all that. Yeah, and it's so crazy <laughs> to know that GMs are also cheap. But you know what? We're talking about a number one overall pick here. And so the fact that y'all made the decision to get Brahman. You feel me? We're not going to talk about, you know, them not getting Luca or Trey or whatever. It is what it is. Like, y'all made the decision to get him. Right? Like, and DeAndre's good. Like, we not, we haven't talked about some dude who, like, at this Damn. point, Top obviously, five, like, you're, you're, you know, you're paying off potential, of course. But at the same time, there are, there is very few, very few question marks. Like, DeAndre has proved himself. Whether, you know, they want to admit it or not, you know, he might not be Shaq. But, like, he also was a pretty good basketball player for the years that he's been playing with y'all so far. So, yeah. you know, y'all going to need him. If you're interested in winning a championship, you're going to need him. You can't win one without him. So yeah. y'all do the math. Literally. Yeah. Like, it, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's not any even, show, any, it's any a no-brainer. Show he's, he can contribute on a winning team. I think people keep, need to, people need to recognize that. Like, he's show he can contribute on a winning team because I like this player a lot. Nikola, Nikola Vucevic was all-star down in Orlando, putting up hella stats and numbers. Then he got to Chicago Bulls and it's been crickets. So sometimes when you can show and prove that, yo, I'm contributing to on a winning team, a championship caliber team, even though my, my stats may be a little down compared to what they would be, like, yo, sh- show me the money. Because there's guys in the league that can't go into his situation and contribute. I just named one player that looks totally different. <laughs> totally <Whoa>. different. <laughs> Vucevic is also playing with two all-stars. And so what? You know, totally different. different. <laughs> totally different. It still looks totally different. All right. It is what it is. Chris Sosper's English. Totally different. 
Like, you know, that's what it is. Totally different. Like, let's be real. When winning, when it's time to win games, like, and that's what you that's when you go back to that conversation that we had originally. Like, yo, like I don't know. Sometimes, like, just because they're in the bad team, the stats may not improve, or if they do improve, will they? It's kind of like the the reverse with Devin Booker. Like we've we've always felt that yo, Devin Booker stats on a bad team. Yo, he's talented. Like yo, he gets a good team. He's the talent is there. All he needs is a good team, and he showed that. But sometimes it's actually the opposite. Stats on a bad team, really on a bad team. Oh, he's an all star caliber. He's underrated. Do you get on a good team, and not only do your stats dip, your overall level of production dips. Like people are wondering, like yo, like is this the same guy? Like. <laughs> in Orlando, is this the same guy in New York? It's just like you know, it's it's that one um, Supreme Dreams video. I don't know if you've seen it. Like, <laughs> like scouting, like scouting, like to go to scout play with the Lakers, scout with LeBron, and he, they get all these players, and, and then they get to the Lakers. He's like, hey, he, he cold. They get to the Lakers. <laughs> it's trash. I know he's just trash. <laughs> And his face was dead serious. <laughs> but he looked at it, he was like, <laughs> he's scouted exactly. like, damn, like, he was, I just was hoping. I was just hoping. Like, what? But you know, though, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, sometimes you see expectations. Guy, expectations get real nasty. It gets real Jordan, nasty. Let me tell you something. Jordan Clarkson is a, a great combo guard in this league. He looks really good with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> when that boy was in Cleveland, where he had real expectations, playing with, with LeBron, it was like, damn! Like it was, it was like, what's, what's going on? The deep side is crazy. The deep side is crazy. Oh. But I mean, I, I think that's a good point too, though. Like you know, what opportunities sometimes opportunities present themselves, and guys rise up to the occasion. Now yeah. it's all about fit. Like there's probably what ten to twenty guys in this league that you can really just toss into any situation, and they'll be fine. But for the rest of the about, league, it really is about, about like 10, 15 kind of fifteen kind of heavy. <laughs> 15 kind of heavy well no not really maybe 10 I always nah, say the top really. 10 nah, maybe I, 10 nah nah nah, nah. I would say, I would say like 15, 20 I'm making the same you think who, who's let's say the 15th best player in the world uh, off the top of my head no shade what Bradley Bill uh, James Harden Dame J- <laughs> <laughs> James Harden Russell Westbrook what uh, okay, but like, either okay, uh, like we like we see what's, what happened with this season. Okay, you just named two of the most not, we talked about players. You just talk. You just named two of the most talked about players in the league, like during the regular season. So that's why. But I think if you really go down that list of like the legitimate top, like you're talking about Jimmy Butler, right? Zach Levine. Like, I think these are guys. Like if you know you toss them on a certain team, I think they would be all right. You know, like it's not. You feel me? Hey, I'm not saying saying that. If those guys were to lead a team, they would make the championship. I'm just saying that, like, fit to me doesn't always, you yeah, know, because you say it all the time. Talent is talent. I, yeah, I, didn't, I, yeah, I and and I and I well, got we learned that lesson this year, but yeah. I, I got slapped in the face this year with my. I still believe it, but it's it's. I'm looking. I'm just like you open the door, you peeking to see like who's behind there. Like that's how I feel this year going forward because I got hit hard in the face. You and me both, man. You and me both. My my expectations <laughs> so, were bodied. Yeah. Um, yeah. Philly, you know, Philly, you, Philly and the Lakers. That's all I'm gonna say. That's like that's <laughs> only two teams. That's only two teams. Never mind. I was, I was, no, no, me, no, no, no. I'm me just not. talking about Wade. Super, say, super. Let me not. Let me let me not. 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 The sun is out. All right. So you 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 mentioned uh, two names, right? You got uh, KP and Vucevic. 
two guys that you clearly support. So, um, cap or no cap? Ah. Yeah. Cap or no cap, Vucevic is a better ball player than Chris Asperzingis. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's probably would have been a good who's better. Those two. Yeah, basically the same with <laughs> part two. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Chris Hosperzingis is, is more talented, of course, but it's just like you always say to us, when that talent is not producing or coming up with productions, does it really matter, you know? So I give, I guess Nikola Vucevic. Man said, I guess, like he was forced to say it. That sucks. I, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Heavy work. Heavy yeah. work. I don't really have too much to say. I guess Nikola Vucevic, more well-rounded, can three-level score. Rebound and stuff like that. Um, more durable, durable player. So. <laughs> <laughs> when you start talking about that, that's how you know. <laughs> you start talking about durability. <laughs> that's how you know. You just trying to find some, so some positive. Uh, but yeah, give me Nicole Nicole Vosovich is a better player. Christopher Zingas. Man, right. started talking about durability as a part so, of the, yeah. the overall resume of those two players. That's very very tough. Very, very tough. Um, but yeah, you already know what it is. Of course, Housekeeper Items. Make sure you subscribe to No Pump Fakes on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Subscribe to No Pump Fakes on YouTube. All right, five-star rating and all that. All right, enjoy these finals, y'all. All right, we made it. We made it to the NBA finals. So just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace. Peace.